0: You're tuning into Spectre Radio, revisiting our favorite Star Wars movie moments and debating about scenes from the shows.
1: We're just three millennials trying to find way through the galaxy through the eyes of the Jedi, clones, and the Sith.
0: I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew.
1: My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre, Spectre Radio. Radio. I trust you've already formulated a brilliant plan to rescue the Senator. As a matter of fact, I have. But do we have a plan B? Every
0: operation needs a backup, Anakin. I don't have a backup. Yet. But I do have a plan for getting on that ship. Really? The enemy's sensors are obviously damaged, so we'll sneak in behind them and dock at the emergency airlock. That's your plan? Just fly there, land, hope they don't spoil us, and walk in the door? Basically.
2: Oh brilliant let's get going
1: thank you general for the spoiler and adult content warning this is a reminder for your spoiler and adult content warning
2: i sense a plot to destroy the jedi great care we must take
1: why would anyone walk away from being a jedi we were trained to be keepers of the peace. Not soldiers.
0: We clones Have mixed feelings about the war.
2: Without it, we wouldn't exist. All part of the plan. The plan. Everything is about to
0: change. Hey guys, welcome back to Spectre Radio. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. Um, we're very excited to have everybody here. Um, and we're going to get started uh, this week. We're going to review the uh, the Star Wars animated series, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, since this was a show and not one of the movies, there is no opening crawl like there is in every movie. So, uh, we had me go ahead and attempt to write one, so whether you want to or not, here it is. Begun, the Clone War has. The Republic and the Jedi were taken by surprise with the Battle of Geonosis. Count Dooku has assembled a confederacy of thousands of star systems and dozens of powerful corporations to form the Separatist movement. Armed with millions of battle droids, they wage war against the Republic's Jedi and their newly formed clone army. In a galaxy divided by war, powerful pirate groups and bounty hunters are on the rise, as they are now left unchecked by the overwhelmed Jedi. Jedi Knights Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi lead their clone battalions on many missions to many planets trying to save, protect the innocent, gain some ground in this new war, as well as raise up a new Padawan learner, Ahsoka Tano. Secrets are revealed and battle lines are blurred during this three year long conflict. The clones every day show more and more independence from each other as they prove more and more that they are not just unthinking soldiers, they are men, they are brothers. The sinister Darth Sidious plans start falling into place as the war rages on. He plays the war from both sides, trying to confuse the truth and keep the war going at all costs. Who will rise? Who will fall? To add to the Jedi's already split efforts, a villain from long ago has returned and is out for vengeance. Vengeance against Obi-Wan Kenobi. Revealed in uncovered secret missions, the Sith plot, Order 66, and the inhibitor chips are discovered leading to reopen a three-year-old investigation into Master Sifo-Diaz's death. Loyalties are tested, battle lines are drawn, bonds are forged, and secrets are kept. Are Anakin and Obi-Wan becoming more and more like brothers, or will Sidious have his new apprentice after all?
1: Perfect. We are so lucky to have such a knowledgeable resident research and development director. That was astounding, Andrew. For for real.
0: Wow. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. That
1: was a great summary and a great question to end on. So I think we should get right to it. Everybody's favorite Star Wars TV series. Just kidding. We were all talking about how this is such a thorn (laughs) in the side that we were like, oh, we got to get this over with. And then uh, we switched things up. So this episode's going to sound a little bit different if you've listened to our um, episode one and episode two pods. Um, We're going to shake things up just a little bit since this is not a movie. It's a TV series, which is way more content. Um, We don't have that much time to go into detail. So we are going to do our best to shake things up, make it a different summary, and really start with our favorite scene.
2: A couple of mine. I love that we get the dynamic of Maul and his brother, Savage. Uh, but my favorite scene is them getting absolutely destroyed by Palpatine. And he's <laughs> he's not even sweating. Like, Palpatine, like, he could just do it with just one hand behind his back. And, mm-hmm. you know, spoiler alert, ends up killing Savage. But just to see the raw power that Palpatine actually has that we don't get to witness, at least in the movies, until um, episode three. Right. My second favorite scene or scenes is, honestly... Any scene with Mace Windu fighting,
1: (laughs) yeah, because more uh, more Mace too.
2: We, for sure, apart from the battle geonosis we don't see him battle at all, unless you count holding a lightsaber to Palpatine's neck in the in Episode Three. Mm -hmm. But he is such a badass in this series, and I think Samuel Jackson really underplays him a little bit. Um, that's just my my opinion. Um, I'm curious to what our resident expert would say about all this since he's watched this, this series
0: many times over. And so Andrew, what's your, your favorite scenes over here? I mean, like you said, any scene with like Maul and Savage, so I'm not going to also take that one, but I I did love those as well. And that battle you were talking about between them, you know, was phenomenal. Sidious being able to take them both on. Um, He did struggle for a second with Maul, but then he regained his, uh, he regained his composure, but that just goes to show you how well he trained Maul. He's like, oh crap, I trained him a little bit too well. Um, so for me, um, aside from season seven, I'm going to leave that one out because the it was kind of a lot, to me, it was a, a lot better than the rest of the show was.
1: Mm, yeah. So
0: um, I agree. I'm gonna, Season
1: one. I'm uh, sorry, <sighs> paging season one. Can we just skip that altogether?
0: <laughs> or yeah, just was, delete it uh, off right away <laughs> the, the only thing i really liked about season one is that it introduced us to cad bane and he held the senate hostage and that's a pretty baller move to true, introduce true. a character i did with. forget
1: about that but um,
0: that was a good one. so for me the two story arcs that are probably my favorite um was the um Umbara arc when anakin has to leave and they get um general krell instead because um, it was a lot more like a um a soldiers or a war movie and you get the, the a lot more individual clones and you see them not just, you know, being unthinking droids like they said. You know, they're men and they have to, you know, make the right decision. They have to call crap orders. So that was really good. And then the one where Obi-Wan goes undercover, that four-parter.
2: Uh, where he shaves his his, his everything and, oh, becomes, my gosh. Oh, uh, you stole uh, that. That
1: Hardin. was one of mine.
0: Oh, no. I'm so sorry.
1: No, it's okay. He faked his death, right? Yes.
0: Yes, he Th- did. I mean,
1: that whole thing was so sick. And, and then the way Anakin that-
0: just losing his
2: mind.
1: Yes, yes. And it's, like, foreshadowing him being just absolutely crazy and a Sith and everything. It's uh, so cool how they not only changed his appearance, but his voice, like, all of it. It was so cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. I uh, I liked that one a lot, especially what was it the the box episode um, where they have that uh, that test those three tests or whatever, and he's just like solving all of them. So it was, uh, yeah, it was it was really cool.
1: Love that. Yeah. So that was definitely one of mine. I had that last <laughs> in 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 the sequence of my favorite scenes. And for mine, it was really more of like the dynamics between the characters and not really specific moments if that makes sense. Um I really loved the dynamic between Ahsoka and Anakin and getting to see Anakin, you know, be the teacher and have a padawan. And um the dynamic of Ahsoka being so much like her master, like losing her lightsaber, mm-hmm. being a hot mess, you know, in the beginning. We <laughs> love we love orders. her. We love her. Disobeying orders. Yeah, we love our girl. Um, but you know, in the beginning she was a child, so she was getting it together. Um Really that whole um, story arc with Ahsoka's choice to leave the order, all of the chase scenes, uh, all of the hiding in the alleyways and the cloak, you know, and dagger kind of situation is really cool to see her just kind of stand on her own um, and just like come into her own as just such a badass, right? She's just such a badass female character. Um, so I love that character development of, of uh, Ahsoka throughout the series. Um, literally anything with Anakin and Obi-Wan is just so funny. Like, it's so great that we get to expand upon that, like, sass from from the episode one and two um, situation to really get the jokes. Like, we were talking even before we started recording, like, the quote where it's like, Anakin, she's not my girlfriend, when uh, they're talking about Satine, you know, so love that. Um, And one of my personal favorites was the dynamic between not just Padme and Clovis, but Anakin, Padme, and Clovis. All of the, like, drama and the love triangle that came from Clovis being in love with Padme, Padme not loving him because she's in love with Anakin, Anakin being jealous, and Clovis trying to, like, catch on to the whole situation. Um, Yeah. And then I think the last one I have is just... Ventress is such an interesting character and, and, you know, just a new character for a lot of us. Um, so seeing her arc and, and coming to terms with, like, helping Ahsoka, uh, because, uh, you know, at that point, the Order is seeking her out because, you know, they think that she committed treason, they think she committed murder, and, you know, she bumps into Ventress and is like, I really need somebody to help me, um, you know. So I, I thought that was just a really interesting development in the plot. Um, but what about some of your favorite episodes guys? What's your, what's your like penultimate ultimate episode order?
0: I don't know, actually. You don't know? <laughs> I don't have a. Fa- I I have like, Many. I have ones that I really like, but, um, I just, yeah, I don't know if I have a, a favorite, um, one, probably one of the Umbara ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Again, the box, um, I I did like um, one of the ones in season six about the inhibitor chip plot Mm -hmm. um, where fives ends up going on the run and then tragically spoiler alert, like we said earlier, he dies because commander Fox Mm -hmm. for some reason does not have his weapon on stun Yeah. um, for which I would like to deck commander Fox, who is a Mm -hmm. cartoon character. Um, (laughs) Get Get a manager. Oh, so help me. But uh, (laughs) so I forgot
1: about that. Yeah. That was an interesting one.
0: I think part of the reason that, like, I like the Clone Wars as much as I do is because we go from, before the Clone Wars, obviously, we go from season, uh, from episode two to episode three, where Anakin and Obi-Wan were not getting along for the life of them, except for maybe, like, a chummy elevator scene, to (laughs) episode three, they suddenly get along, and, oh, you were my brother, Anakin. I'm like, really? Because in episode two, he was... uh, not liking you at all, he said. I, right. I hate him like twice. He shouted it, you know, like a child. So the Clone Wars, we get their dynamic. We get that we get mm-hmm. Anakin, tur- you know, turning from nineteen to twenty, twenty one, and twenty two, mm-hmm. you know, maturing as an adult and appreciating Obi Wan more as a brother and a friend. And you can actually see that. Mm-hmm. So that scene in Episode Three carries more weight when he was like, "You were my brother. I loved you." Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much the reason I like it.
1: What about you? Why do you have a favorite episode?
0: Episodes, I
2: couldn't tell you which episodes, but kind of what um, Andrew hit on is the story arcs. Mm-hmm. So what he just touched on, you know, basically we're watching Anakin grow up as a swordsman, as a um, as a leader within his um, battalion of clones. Um, You've seen him struggle, like like you said, Alyssa, being jealous with Padme going undercover to get Clovis.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. I don't know, like anything. As much as we rag on clones, there is a ton of content. I mean, there's 66 hours of clones
0: out there, ready for your viewing. <laughs> 133 episodes and the movie, which
2: i'm sure growing you know if you grew up and watching them you know on saturdays as they were being released i'm sure it was fun but to binge them it's not that fun
1: (laughs) no it was tough yeah i refused to get into it and these two made me do it (laughs) and then i'm so glad that you did because i watched a couple episodes of season one and i was like yeah no this ain't it (laughs) like i'm not feeling this
2: rough it is and um
1: and then, as soon as we hit, you know, some of the drama in season two with the blue shadow virus and all that, I was like, "All right, we're we're getting into it now." It was definitely more interesting.
2: I really did yeah. like the um, the episode. Epi- I don't, can't remember where exactly it was, but the one the trials with the father, son, and daughter.
0: Uh oh the the Mortis arc in season three. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a real mind twist. Um, and it, you really get to see like and and forecast and foreshadow what Anakin's really battling and going through Right. Um, again, um, which obviously doesn't resolve very well in, in the next uh, installment of what happens. I, 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 like I said, I'm torn. I I enjoyed clones. I wouldn't watch it unless I had to again, but I definitely would pick out my favorites.
1: Yeah. Um, mine has, like, literally nothing to do with these really significant plot points that we've been talking about but it's really one that i feel like it's going to be like a piece of comfort for me like throughout the years like you know you have a day you know when you have the sniffles and you stay home from work and you have a little chicken soup and you want to watch something cozy that just makes you feel better um i feel like for me that's always going to be season five episode six the gathering
0: okay oh my gosh that episode episode. (laughs) and we get baby chewy (laughs) Yes, yeah, baby well,
1: it's not Chewy, but yes. I know. But
2: we get a baby Wookie.
1: Um, I just rewatched it in preparation for our pod, and I had a couple notes because, um, that was like the one that really stuck out to me. You know, like we said, we there's so much plot that's covered in you know seven seasons. My gosh, it's just a lot. Um, but I really like this episode because I feel like it's just it screams Star Wars. You know what I mean? It's just like the epitome of what the Star Wars story is about um the the couple words i wrote down to kind of summarize it was it's about tradition it's about teamwork self discovery it's this journey it's an adventure um they literally start and that's another thing i was going to say i love how every episode starts with like those cheesy motivational quotes um <laughs> and the one that, the one that's for this episode is he who faces himself finds himself um and i love that that's really the the theme for this episode and it's so fitting um, that literally every Padawan that's, you know, in the gathering, which of course, you know, if you've seen the episode, you know, they're gathering their kyber crystals to make their lightsabers. And so, um, that, uh, journey for each person is different and they have to face a test to basically uncover their crystal. But I just really think it's so intriguing because there's so much in the original trilogy and even the, you know, these other episodes that we don't get into the specifics of Jedi training. We don't get into the specifics of these traditions. It's kind of just explained to us like this word is law and not like why or how these things come to be. So I think that, and I'm just a history nerd, so I just think that's really intriguing. Um, but all, like Wyatt was just saying, like all the different characters, are so many different like species and, and people. Um, all of their names are just so fun, like Petro and Katuni and all these cute, cutesy <laughs> little things. And um, we get,
0: um, not in that episode, but in that arc, we get David Tennant twice. Yeah. He's he's like 2,000 years old or whatever. Like he was there <laughs> when like Master Yoda built his lightsaber. Yes. And then when he tried to fight those pirates, he's like, I have never lost a fight. Yeah, like that's a big the episode grandpa.
1: after. Yeah. I knew you would remember that. That's uh, crazy. He won I some don't... kind of
0: crazy award just for his work on those two episodes. I believe that. So remember how I told you guys there was an old Clone Wars from like sure.
1: 2003? Sure.
0: Yes. You don't remember that I told you. Okay, I was about to say you were stunned the last time. I <laughs> like to think you'd remember that. Um, so they we introduce, talk a lot. yeah, we, they introduce Ventress in that show, and she gives Anakin his scar. Whereas this show, it starts off he has a scar, and they, I think they go to the same planet they do in the Gathering, and love- yeah, it's Ilum. Um, which is the planet they end up using Star for the first Caleb order? Base. Yeah, yes. rest in peace. And that's where um, Luminara and has Barris make her first lightsaber.
1: Dang. So
0: yeah, so they it all connects. They pull a few things from the old show. Like I think um, they reference at some point Mace Windu fighting on Dantooine. He there was an episode where he's literally beating up super battle droids with his hands in the old show. And they do a Mon Calamari episode where Kit mm. Fisto is shirtless underwater again. Oh
1: my god. I don't know if I want to see that. That makes me uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) It's a cartoon. It's like more of a cartoon than this is. Yeah,
1: but still, just picturing Mon Calamari. No, no, no. Kit
0: Fisto. He's not Mon Calamari. Oh, I thought you
1: said a Mon Calamari.
0: (laughs) Oh, goodness. No. No, it's Kit Fisto. Yeah, (laughs) no. That I would
1: would be comfortable to see.
0: Moving on. (laughs) That's so
1: funny. But yeah, I could definitely talk about that episode forever. But I think um, it's just, uh, like I said, it's like the culmination of a star wars story and the fact that they each get um a little you know word a little takeaway from their their exercise selflessness courage confidence patience hope trust um and then i was gonna say really quick um did you guys notice one of the kids names is petro do you -hmm. understand like the significance of that Mm -mm. like the biblical call out so like I took a class in college um, called the Bible as Literature, which is very interesting regardless of your faith. Um, and one of the things I learned in that class was that Peter, a disciple of Jesus, um, was called Petra in the Greek version of the Bible and Petra is the Greek word for rock. and like Peter was the rock upon I you know found my church, but also it's because he's really stubborn. Um, So I just thought that was really interesting that the kid who's really stubborn in this episode's name is Petro. So I was like, oh, this is like a little biblical call-out situation. Oh,
0: cool. They do like archetypes in Star Wars for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's really cool.
2: Okay, next segment. Favorite characters from this animated series. I'll go first. Mm -hmm. Got a couple. I love animated Obi-Wan. I love how they make his beard just yes! one, just one color. It's
1: freaking perfect,
2: and it doesn't move like it moves wherever his
0: his entire head goes. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't flutter in the wind or. I, I will say James Arnold Taylor is a fantastic voiceover actor. He's the so one who good. does Obi Wan. He's amazing. Very, so good. very good for that. Um, it's
1: like spot on without knocking it off. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Love that
2: um, obviously our girl Ahsoka. That is huge. This is where we were first introduced to her, and we get to see her um, teenage—what's the word I want to use?
0: Yeah, snippiness.
2: (laughs) Uh, Her uh, teenage, like overruling, like not listening to mom and dad, and going off and doing her own thing. Which, of course, Anakin does to Obi Wan all the time. Right. So she definitely gets that from her master. Um, We're introduced to Cad Bane. Probably one of my favorite characters total in clones. I wish we had a live action version of him somehow or somewhere in the story. And like Andrew touched on it with his favorite scene with the box where they're being they're being tested and you just seen how smart and witty and how roguish he is. If He's you're like gonna
0: kill him, do it like a man. <laughs> that was so good.
2: Um and then finally Ventress. You know we have a bad female lightsaber wielder who's sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really enjoyed watching her dynamic with with Dooku, and then with her pairing up with with Obi Wan when they're uh, fighting Maul. But I could go on and on and on about every character that for I sure. that I that I like, and we don't have enough time to really break break that for down. For Cad
1: Bane, really quick, the perfect actor to play him in live action would be Doug Jones. That like really notable guy. You guys are looking at me with blank stares. That notable guy from like all the horror movies. He does like all the special effects makeup. He was in Shape of Water. He was like the Fish Man. Yeah. No, no one else sees it. Right. I'll,
0: I'll look. There are it people screaming at the recording. podcast
1: right now, going, "Yeah." So thank you, thank you, people well, who get me.
2: Well, we're also in our late twenties and don't know every everybody ever. Um, yeah, I was I'm, thinking Christopher Walken. What? Yeah,
1: he's way too old.
2: He's too old. They could they could de-age him like they did Mark Hamill.
1: I mean, like obviously there'll be a lot of digital stuff going on <laughs> to beat Cad Bane, but still, I'm but life- thinking like in the special effects realm of things like all the makeup they could do instead of like a uniform per se mm-hmm. um to get that blue situation going on but um yeah doug jones look it up you'll you'll see what i'm talking about okay <laughs> i was just trying to think of characters that- why i
0: didn't say jar jar and ah! they, they they use him a lot in the show they use him Dude. and he gets down in this i know he does
1: he gets um, down what does that what do you mean? mean
0: like he gets things done is that what you're trying to say no he does get things done. He does a lot he, he in gets, this show. No. He has a girlfriend in this show, okay? He has a girlfriend by the end of the show, yes. Still counts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he gets down. He gets I'm picturing him dancing, like, get down. No.
0: Get down on it. Mm. He was in yes, easily exactly. six, seven episodes in this show. Oh my gosh. Not enough.
1: I'm burned all of that from my memory, honestly, <laughs> until you just said that. And then I pictured the CGI version and it's like worse than the prequel cgi
2: first don't my guy come on
1: <laughs> it's so creepy um this might be a cop-out but i was just gonna say the animated droids are so cute they're just so much cuter than the like live action ones in in my mind they're just like meep. they're adorable like every
2: droid like including like like the b1 battle
0: droids and
1: i mean all, all of that. them i, they're, think, they're I just, think she
0: means they're like funnier too
1: yes yeah and like and we get to see more of, like, their story arcs when, like, they go off and do, what was that one episode? It was, like, a day in the whatever. I'm sure. Andrew oh, it was
0: Mercy it. Mission and then yeah. Nomad Droids when yeah. they were, like, going from, like, ship to ship. Well, never yeah. get back yeah,
1: to the yeah. ship. Yeah, yeah. I
0: exactly. love that one. It reminds Absolutely. me of episode four because they, like, are forced off a ship <laughs> that's in the middle of a war. That's, that's literally what it, it reminded me of. I was like, wow, this is, this is great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So I don't know, I just think they're cute and we get to see more of their personality in like an animated um, way, right? In an animated sense. Um, Hondo, I'm so surprised you didn't say Hondo, Wyatt. Yeah, Andrew's like, you stole mine. That's okay, you stole one of mine, I'll steal one of yours. Um, I also put down Tarkin. I just thought that was really cool to see him animated. Um, Obviously we see him like re-CGI animated after after the actor passed away. Um, in Rogue One, but um, when he showed up, I was like, oh, I was like, Darken and loved that, and then um, just, like, shouts to the voice actors, because there's so much crossover between, like, Disney and some other stuff in here, so, like, Ashley Eckstein, um, the voice of Ahsoka Tano, I don't know if you guys know this, she played one of the bullies in That's So Raven. Um, if you ever remember that it was I, Ashley and it was Ash- Ashley and Ashley, or was it wasn't oh shoot, I'm gonna get yelled at by people. It was either I'm gonna look it up while I'm saying it, but I think it was either that's so Raven or um there was another show. Come back to me, but that one, um and then the other voice actor I was gonna give a shout out to is Tom Kane, mm. who obviously is Yoda for most of the series, but and also the narrator. the narrator, and I ca- caught on to this that Tom Kane. Is the narrator for Clone Wars and also the narrator on the Walt Disney World monorail system. So obviously, uh, not, yeah, he's right. not the one really? that goes, I yes, so. I, I Googled it to verify. So if it's not right, blame Google. But um, he's not obviously the one that goes, Por favor, mantengue alejado de las <laughs> puertas. He's the one he that might. Talks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, he's obviously the one that speaks in English and says, You are now approaching blah, blah, blah station or whatever on the Walt Disney World highway in the sky. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anyway. be Bradley
0: Baker doing like a, almost a different voice for each clone, even though it's the same. You could like yes. w- with your eyes closed, you could be like, oh, that's a different person. Yes. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yep.
1: I was right, by the way. It was like, it, it is That's So Raven. She was the bully <laughs> on That So Raven. So you guys should go back on Disney Plus and check that out and your mind will be blown. You're like, oh, so yeah. Like, bully? What?
2: My wife would be asking so many questions if I started watching that.
1: <laughs> Just watch one episode or one clip. I'll send it to you and, and Laura can give you a, a TV-cation, an oh, education okay. about a TV show. What about uh your favorite characters, Andrew?
0: All right. Well, two of them were already said. Cad Bane, obviously, you know, like a, a, a villainous, um, you know, Western guy like Clint Eastwood kind of deal, you know, a little bit older. Um, Hondo. I love Hondo. I don't think Wyatt okay. likes Hondo that much. I don't He's growing on me. I, I, I love him more, obviously, in Rebels, and we'll get to that. Um, Same.
1: We just but, love a good antagonist, you know what I mean? He's just yeah. a good, like, he just stirs the pot always. Well, and just, like,
0: his personality, like, when when Maul and Savage, like, convinced some of his men to betray him. Traitors! Scum! I'm so proud! <laughs> He's, like, so proud of them. But, also so upset or whatever so it's like that's so funny this the things that he goes through and he just like can brush it off you are not the first laser sword wielding maniac i have had to deal with and he's like just you know and just he's like oh you need me to smuggle missile launchers to uh to the front lines okay (laughs) so yeah so i like him and for for those who have
2: been to galaxy's edge and have ridden on the millennium falcon ride it's actually his mission you're flying to get his cargo, and he's the one doing the mission brief right before you're about to board the falcon so if're if you're if, right. you're if you're wondering who we're talking about, it's the alien pirate dude
1: <laughs> yeah, and I hadn't seen clones um, prior to galaxy's edge, and of course, we just explained why because I couldn't get into season one, but um once I had you know gone to the parks and seen hondo i was like cool i don't know who this guy is like he's just a new character to me and then seeing him on the show i think is the reason why i liked him so much is because i then like got the backstory (laughs) which makes no sense in the timeline of things but um that definitely made it more engaging more interesting to be like oh yeah i know who that guy is
0: for sure yeah i still haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet but i will go at some point when the covid numbers are a little more down yeah um for sure um plo Koon is another uh character that i like um Alyssa seems to think that i'm the only person who likes him but i know plenty that do she's like you're the first person you I are know, who like who knows else? his name
1: yes like who else i mean the i think the literal reason i know that is because of andrew like i don't think i know anyone else that would go like oh yeah that's political you know like i yeah. i just i don't know
0: for
2: sure I, um, are you with
1: me on this no
2: remind me again who who that is you're
1: <laughs> kidding <laughs> kidding oh, no dude. hold on let me
0: rephrase For people who don't know, can you refresh us on who that is? (laughs) Uh, He was. He's. He's He's a
1: tentacle-looking M. Effer. Okay, he has these like. No. And he has like a weird mask.
0: Yeah. So the planet he's from is like a carbon dioxide planet, or like something like that, or a nitrogen-rich planet. So he has to wear a mask over his nose and mouth, and then something over his eyes, so that he doesn't, you know, die.
1: We don't know um, what he looks like. He
0: basically. talks like yeah, actually. Uh, if you Google it, with him without the mask, it'll show a cartoon, and it looks kind of weird. Um, but he talks kind of like Gandalf, also voiced <laughs> by James Arnold Taylor. Um, so, <laughs> gotta yeah.
1: toss another fandom in
0: there. Got oh, it. Got to do it. Um, so favorite characters. Um, I really liked Fives, the the ARC trooper. I, I like Rex. Obviously, I I liked Cody since episode three. Um, I used to like Fox, and then he killed my boy Fives, so not so good. And then uh, like Jesse and uh, and Hardcase, I liked them. So I liked a lot of clones in this, but they were because they were each kind of unique. So yeah.
1: I'm so glad that you mentioned clones because it's so funny that the show was called Clones and none of us said that they were our favorite characters <laughs> until was, right
2: now. <laughs> I was thinking that when you were going through yours, Alyssa, I'm like, crap! I didn't say anything none about. None of the these
1: people are relevant. Um, that's how they're much just like, like people series. we could recognize. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I think, I think that's a great point. We do love a moment between like Cody and Ahsoka and like <laughs> any of them calling her, sir. That still bugs me. It's so, it got, it was weird for me in the beginning too. And I remember like, as I was watching these, I was texting you guys like every moment and being like, Oh my God, this is happening. And you were following along. And then I said like, why do they keep calling her, sir? And, Andrew was like, it's just a term of respect. And Wyatt was like, it's crazy. Why do they say it?
0: It is. They don't even do that in the military. I'm pretty sure.
1: I'm pretty sure they don't. Yeah, they say I ma'am. thought that was funny. And now I want everyone to call me sir too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of, uh, what's it? Uh, the The Peanuts. Um, Oh,
1: yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Peppermint Patty.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the blind chick who keeps calling Peppermint Patty, sir, because her glasses are so thick she can't tell.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) What a callback. We love the peanuts. That's great. So why don't we switch gears and talk about some of our major takeaways from clones? Maybe, Andrew, you want to start this time?
0: Uh, Sure. Yeah, I mean, we can... They go, in, they go a lot more into detail than I thought they were going to about things like... Um, well, I mean, we didn't know about the inhibitor chips before the show, obviously. But um, we didn't know that they were going to, like, get that close into Sidious's plot and almost discovering it, like, half a dozen times, like, reopening the the investigation into Sifo-Diaz, like, 13 years later. So we didn't you know, know about any of that. I like how because I thought there were less episodes than originally like mm-hmm. carried the plot through. I thought there were less than there were actually. And I was like, okay, I was like, oh, well, I should cross these off the list. Cause I was making a list of those episodes that move the plot forward. And I'm like, well, you know, those move the plot with the the chosen one. This is more of a Palpatine centered episode. This kind of establishes, you know, uh, Padme or Bail Organa. So I'm like, Oh, okay. There's a, a lot more episodes than I thought that, that flowed the plot through, and they, they do a really good job of making us love the clones, uh, yeah. killing off the ones that we love, some of them, and then having the rest execute Order 66 and kill the Jedi I mean, that now we've now grown attached to.
1: I mean, isn't that what Star Wars loves to do, is just get you super attached to characters and kill them off? Spoiler alert, like every freaking movie that we're um, about to talk about?
0: <laughs> I mean... Yes, but I also watch Supernatural, so I, I have it worse in other fandoms. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Yeah, and Grey's Anatomy, LOL.
0: Yeah, and she does have me watching Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I have no shame <laughs> in saying that on, on a podcast. Andrew
1: is a free man, and he can do whatever he wants. This he is by his again. choice. This is by his choice. No one's forcing uh, you to watch She's it. not
0: forcing me. Is it by his choice, though? Is it? <laughs> she suggested it multiple times, and I figured, okay, she watched Clone Wars. She didn't really want to watch that. So, and, and she's watching flash. I'm like, all right, I'll, uh,
1: I need to get back into flash, but love that. Yeah. Those are great takeaways. I think, um, obviously the things that I said about the quotes in, in each episode, I really liked, um, just general takeaways about like the star Wars story and getting those relationships is really great. Um, but I think to your point, Andrew, and some of the times we've talked about this previously, like in our group chat is, um, how much more emotional this makes episode three and what happens, you know, spoiler alert coming up between the falling out of, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan and, you know, leading up to Anakin's death or well, and rebirth as Vader. Right. Um, In a way. So I think that makes it more emotional. And then um, we can definitely post on social media later and we'll give a, you know, spoiler warning of this video that um, I think you both sent it to me at one point, I think Andrew <laughs> sent it to me first and then he was like, but don't watch this until you finish clones. And I was like, all right. And then I remember I finished clones and I was doing laundry and I was like, okay, I'll watch this now. And I think I had to grab like a towel out of the dryer and like tr- dry the tears off my face. I was like distraught because it was basically- it the chosen one? Um, it's the, I can't remember the title of it per se, but it's the episode where it shows Ahsoka, like hearing Anakin turn oh.
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, you know, ultimately, you know, become a Sith. Oh, it and the, all of-
0: yeah, it was the Order 66 mashup yes. between the different. Yeah, okay. Yes,
1: that was the one. Thank you. I was like trying to describe it. Um, so that definitely made it way more emotional. And it kind of led me to a question. It was making me think, obviously, you know, this is segueing into Rebels eventually when we see Ahsoka's story kind of continue. But when, when we see her in Rebels, there's a point where she's reconnected with Anakin who at that point now is Vader. And we see her kind of quote unquote realize that he's Vader, but we also saw her realize that he was Vader through that kind of like, it's not, you know, it's not FaceTime. Was it Force time? What do we call it? That that connection? It's It's not, it's not like Ray and, and uh, Kylo, like a dyad or anything that, ridiculously strong but it's that connection between master and apprentice where she you know is obviously hearing mace and anakin's conversation and palpatine and all of that so uh, my question probably for both of you but maybe more so for our resident expert is did she know was that just kind of like foreshadowing like what what are what's the word on that
0: so um i believe this is still canon they wrote an ahsoka novel um before season seven came out um and it had a slightly different way the siege of mandalore played out okay um it actually kind of played because rebels was pretty especially the first three seasons was done before they even i think did season six of clone wars so we don't even get to see the siege of mandalore so when maul says running away again lady tano and she says if you want to finish our fight you'll have to face kanan first um in the book she had to run away because that's when the clones executed order 66 in the middle of their it. fight. Right. So it, uh. I believe this is still Canon when she tried to sense Anakin after, um, you know, he was in the Vader suit. She, she couldn't because he had turned oh. so far over to the dark side that it, he was like, yes. it, it was all she felt was cold. So she was like, Oh, you know, Anakin must be dead. Because, you know, she was got like, it. I can't feel what I've been used to feeling for the past three years anymore. They just
1: allude to that in the oh. video to just F with you and make you really sad. Got it.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> Very cool. Okay. Thanks for explaining that. That's really helpful. You
2: got it. A couple, of, other- my, a couple of my yeah. takeaways would be, um, listen, you, you just touched on it, but you do draw so much attachment to these clones and their stories and their, their brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And once they start, you know, slowly dying off, it hurts. It really does. Kind of just like in in, in any movie, when you draw attachment to something and then it dies, it it, it makes, like, like you said, Alyssa, it makes Aura 66 that much more emotional. Right. Because they don't have a choice. Right. Like it just clicks in their heads and now they're on the other side of the aisle.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, you, you really see it at the end of season seven, like when Rex is like, like, I hate to break it to you, but they don't care that you just serve side by side with them for two or three years. Yep, they're They're, take and you they're out. literally ready to die and take us with them, and that's what happens. They were like a rabid dog focused on a ball that's yep. rolling across the street and can't see the giant train that's going to hit it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It was Absolutely. really sad. That, I believe it was in season seven, but when Ahsoka gets her own,
2: um troopers that paint their helmets her colors yes and then turn on her Mm -hmm. oh my gosh like i think one of you already said it but season seven could stand alone as its own its own platform even like we could we could totally scrap season one through six and just watch seven i'd be happy i would be thrilled i mean yeah we would lose a lot of a lot of moving the plot forward, but this last season was done so well and how they showed Order 66 from the other side. Was,
1: yes, and Ahsoka's badass scene where she's jumping from ship to ship and just wrecking things was so, that was really cool. so awesome.
2: It really was. With
1: the flames and everything.
2: Cool. And then to, to wrap up my, my takeaways, um, there, you don't realize it when you're watching through the movies, but there's a ton of crap that happens between Two and three. In only Um, three years, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of character development. There's a lot of lot of plot holes that they filled and then created.
1: (laughs) Which which (laughs) we Star Wars loves to do.
2: Which Star Wars loves to do. Our next segment is one I started to write plot holes question mark, but really it's ask the expert. Because you know, Andrew being our resident expert in all things Star Wars. Um, I have a couple questions on where certain characters are after clones and why we don't see them at all. Um, I, I can answer my first one, Darth Maul. Where was he during Revenge? Do you know where he went off to or where, where, where he was hiding?
0: Um. No. I. We know he's still at some point still in charge of his parts of his crime syndicate Mm -hmm. we see that in solo uh crimson dawn right so i he's still on some kind of throne and then i think at some point between then and rebels he pretty much loses everything i don't know if it's just because he doesn't care or because he's looking for Obi-Wan still. Right,
2: and he ends up just groveling on Tatooine,
0: just crawling across the desert. Yeah, he has right. some asteroid base that we see in Season 3 of Rebels, like when he's trying to combine the two hologrons. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe he was there. I, I, I don't know. Okay. And then my, my other character, Ventress, what happened to our girl? Where does she go to? Okay. that's That's something else I was hoping you guys were going to ask. So, um, there were a couple of books that are canon now since they've been written after Disney took over. Um, one of them was a Quinlan Voss, um, adventurous book. I don't know if you guys remember, but Quinlan Voss was in one episode with Obi Wan when they were looking for Zero after he escaped prison.
1: The name sounds familiar.
0: The, the big purple hut. Oh! Zero. Yeah. And then they, you know, the, the, the white guy with the dreads who was like a good tracker and like he could, um, pick things up and see the history of those things. So he's, he's a really cool Jedi. Um, so in this book, um, Dooku has just committed genocide on another world. Um, and of course, you know, the people who live on separatist planets are like, Oh, that's just for public propaganda that never happened. And you know, this planet's like, no, no, we're, we're all dead. Um, so the Jedi council entertains one of its most darkest thoughts. They're like, should we assassinate duku should we have someone go there and kill him and they half of them were like yes the other half are like we have to be very careful that this doesn't take us down a dark hole it was a it wasn't a unanimous decision but it was you know it was made apparent that they need to kill duku cuz he's mm. just he's going off the rails like he may have started trying to save the you know save the republic from the corruption but he's just a murderer now so they have this brilliant idea to take a Jedi who's already had a few brushes with the dark side, who in Legends already turned to the dark side and came back. So they're like, yeah, sure, what could go wrong? So they have him track down Ventress, Dooku's old Padawan, to train him to become an undercover agent. Well, their plan backfires because Dooku turns him full. And then she's like, oh, crap, I got to go get Obi-Wan or something like that. And then they turn him back, but she ends up dying. But in her death Uh, post, um, I think the term is posthumously, they gave her a full pardon for her war crimes because she aided the Republic in, you know, saving Obi-Wan from Maul and Savage back in season four. And she's now, you know, contributed to attempting to kill Dooku for the Republic. So sadly, that's what happened to her.
1: Very good. Very interesting. Um, I had a couple questions too, and this one's kind of like a broad question, but did anybody like ever uncover the secret of the clones? Like, did we really get to the root of that origin and, and all of that?
0: No one ever really figured it out, unfortunately, um, as much as you want them, even though you know what's going to happen, you want them just, just just look in that file right there or just, I know. just ask one more question, please. Right. You, you'll all live, please. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't really happen. Like, even the even the Kaminoans don't actually really know what's going on. Like, it looks like, from our perspective, that they do. But they think, like, when Dugu's communicating with them in Season 6, you know, the Jedi must not discover the inhibitor chips. They think he's, like, one of the members of the Jedi Council who's just keeping this secret from the other Jedi in case they go back crap crazy and need to be killed. He's like, it's very important. We'll probably never use this, wink, wink but uh we need to keep that a secret so they don't even know that this is a plot that they're technically being used to right in in legends they kind of figure it out after the war that they were like holy crap we were used so they they grow a new army of clones trying to like you know to build a really big army to to beat the empire but the empire finds out way early and they send you know a bunch of stormtroopers and boba fett and they just kill everybody mm-hmm.
1: they shut <laughs> so, that out real fast yeah, yeah real fast okay Um, that's really interesting. I'm glad that you knew that (laughs) because that was bugging me. Um, here's one other question. So how do we get from Sidious at the point, you know, in season five, where he's capturing Maul after the duel to all of a sudden in like season seven, it feels like there was this huge gap. Um, you know, all of a sudden season seven, he's on Mandalore. He's asking for help. Like what, where's our boy been? Like what's going on?
0: So there was a graphic novel um, that's also canon called Son of Dathomir, which is the planet that Maul is from, and Savage, that's where right. the witches are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it, ta- it takes place like immediately after that, like within a few hours. He's in a holding cell on a Separatist ship that uh, I-, I can't remember if Dooku or Grievous or both of them were on there, but his super commandos come rescue him. Uh, Gar Saxon, um, who we see in Rebels later. Um, he's, he becomes later the viceroy of, of Man, the Mandalore system. Um, traitor guy. And then the the chick um, with the bluish purple hair who was in uh, Clones is also there. Her name is uh, Rook Cast. They rescue him. And at some point in that comic, he duels with Dooku and Grievous, beats them both, and captures them both. What? That's kind of what kicks off what's called the Outer Rim Sieges. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that term. They talk about it in the Clone Wars um, in season seven, seven. Oh, even the first part of it when they're on Anaxes and they have the Bad Batch come in that those battles are part of the Outer Rim sieges. And then they're still working on it. They talk about it in episode uh, three, like Anakin comes in late. Oh, we were just talking about how the Outer Rim sieges are going. Um, That's basically what kicks that off is the Republic does low key show up to Mandalore earlier. And they chase Maul off Mandalore. Um, and they're chasing him around the galaxy trying to capture him because they heard, oh, you know, he's got Dooku and Grievous, and then he lets Dooku and Grievous go so they can all fight and escape. And then it just it's, you know, like chase like a dog chasing its own tail kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a really good comic. He he teams up with more of the Knight brothers, like his people. Right. They try to kill Dooku too. And he like you know uses force lightning. It was a it was a really cool arc. But that's that's how he gets free. His super yeah. commandos uh, free him. I think the huts leave the syndicate at that point. But he's still got like the black sun, crimson dawn, and everybody else. So
1: oh, I don't know what we would do without Andrew's brain.
0: For real, Wyatt well,
1: and I are sitting here,
0: <laughs> just mind blown every
2: time yeah. he's speaking. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate all that it. all that endless watching really is really paying off now, Andrew.
0: Yeah, not having a girlfriend for years really paid off. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Cool. So we're going to move on to our last segment, which we're calling live action. So I kind of want to change this up versus what I already told you to, what we wanted to do. So we're going to break down who we got live action from clones. And then um, I want to talk about who we would want.
1: Yes. For live action. So with
2: that. We finally got live-action Ahsoka in Season 2 of Mandalorian.
1: Whoop! whoop.
2: We got Bo-Katan in the same mm-hmm. season.
1: Yes. Yeah, that was we, cool.
2: We got Saul Guerrero mm-hmm. in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Which so good. There is my favorite meme floating around of Bo-Katan kind of in that bar where she's with her two other um, soldiers. And it was like, you know, I'm the first um, live-action... Character from clones, and then we have Sol Guerrero going, Lies, Deception. (laughs) (laughs) Forrest would have done such a great job with that. He is so good. I was literally
1: going to say that. Nobody can beat him. He's so good.
2: Yeah, for sure. So then I want to hear from you two. So, what would be three characters that you would want to be live action? Alyssa's like jumping with joy. I asked that
1: question because I wrote it down. All right. We have the same brain because I was like, I know we weren't like exactly going to talk about this, but I wrote it down. So I was thinking with the Obi-Wan series coming out, is there any potential that we're going to get like some live action, maybe even because I don't know what the timeline is going to be like. I'm sure Andrew can explain that. But even if it makes sense at some point in a flashback, could we get a live action Sateen?
0: That would be cool if we could do that. Obviously, it would be a a flashback. um, But 'Cause you know, you gotta figure on on Tatooine for nineteen years, he's probably going through some PTSD after yeah. losing everybody in his life.
1: Right, right. So she's gone at that point in the timeline.
0: Oh yeah. She dies I. probably okay, that's what six I, months to a year before the that's war. That's what ends. I
1: thought. I couldn't remember exactly when. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping like in a flashback. I don't know who I would want to play her, but um obviously somebody British, I think,
0: right? I think. Meryl Streep. I'm just kidding.
1: Oh my God! Meryl Streep is not British, honey.
0: She could pull off a British accent. Though. She
1: could. That's fair, but, but she's, she's way too British. old. She's seventy something.
0: She's seventy. Uh, yes, I guess. Okay. Yes, that would be kind of a weird matchup for her. Yeah, and you she, and McGregor. I mean, she, she gotta.
1: Yeah, she gotta be like what in her thirties or forties to match up with you, uh, McGregor. For sure. So, yeah, I definitely had her. Not I was like jumping in my out of my chair
0: i know we technically have hondo live action in galaxy's edge (laughs) but i would like him in a show
1: live action because
0: it would basically be like a a grimier jack sparrow essentially would it be too much to ask if we had johnny depp play him no if uh, he could, there's if he, a
1: lot of drama going around with johnny depp right now so he's probably out of work for quite a while
2: probably um,
0: unfortunately
2: yeah um, with his divorce, who, and would, everything. Who, who would you have cast him if you could pick anybody
1: could play hondo
0: um, yeah
1: i'm not picturing someone i mean i know johnny depp's not young but i feel like
2: what about like not a, young either what about i like know a, that's
1: what i'm saying i'm trying to think what about um, like
2: a um jim carrey could you see him
1: Ooh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Maybe. I mean, because he is—he is a bit of comedic relief, but he's also a bit of a villain. And Jim Carrey just had a great comeback in the live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Did you guys see that?
0: Nope, no. But he I was, saw that he was in. He it. was yeah. the
1: villain, and he was so good. He like saved that movie. He made it so funny um love that yeah i think he would be pretty good
0: it was the the bad guy dr egghead or whatever right yes
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. he's not egghead till the very end but he does get to become indo- or dr know, spoil- robotnik or whatever Spo- it is yeah he's dr robotnik and then at the end he is dr egghead um and he does the transformations.
2: Spoil- what about like yeah. a ryan reynolds you think he could pull that
0: off
1: he's too much he's too deadpool and green lantern yeah. to be another no dude. we need
0: like i i hondo is almost like a like a, a kgb former kgb russian agent <laughs> who's now like low-key a millionaire but also like super grimy and super cheap. oh yeah
1: wait i think i have one but keep so, talking
0: so um i would like to see him live action um i hope we get to see um tamora morrison be a clone somehow like like mm. an old rex or maybe like showing what cody's doing in the imperial army like, I know in Legends, he was, like, a training officer in Kamino, um, and he hated, right. like, the new recruits because they weren't clones. Um, I think his back in Legends, his actual death was, like, in the second Force Unleashed uh, game when Starkiller, like, breaks out of Kamino okay. and just, like, kills everybody. So, yeah, I would like to see him for sure. Um, but I, I guess that's it because we already have a lot of characters who were previously in Star Wars before they were in Clone Wars. Yes, right,
1: exactly, but I think um, when you were just talking about Triple Remorse, and I was thinking of the Book of Boba Fett, and how perfect Hondo would fit into that
0: crime syndicate
1: idea, right, like, that would be really cool, and as you were saying, um, the KGB, (laughs) like, some other stuff, I thought of Christoph Waltz, from Django Unchained and yeah. Water for Elephants, he would be so good. If he gets he'd the voice little, right, I'm
0: cool with it. Yeah, yeah, he'd be,
1: and he can throw his voice. He's good at that. I feel like he's pretty good at that, and he has that like underlying like German type accent. Mm-hmm. So um, he could he could do it. I think he could do it.
0: That'd be really cool.
1: Yeah. What about you, Wyatt?
2: I'm still hoping for my Christopher Walken, um, Cat Bane.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I hate One, to break it to you, but I know what happens Walken. to him too. A what? I hate to break it to you, but I know what happens to him, too. Oh, no. Um, So I don't know if it's technically canon, um, but they did release, because there was supposed to be, like, another half of season six that they just never got to. Um, Part of it was, like, some bounty hunter insurrection, where they have all of the major bounty hunters working together, and then, like, I think Cad Bane, like, portrays some of them, including Boba Fett. Um. And he gets some of the other bounty owners to turn on Boba Fett too. But then Bossk is like, I say we let the kid have his shot. So he tosses him a gun. And they get the whole Western about to, you know, draw on each other. Like literally an old Western. That it focuses in on their eyes, their faces, their hands right by their guns. Mm-hmm. And then they draw and shoot. And the next thing you see is Boba Fett's helmet landing on the ground with that dent in it. That's how we get his, his dented oh. helmet. But it's supposed to kind of like represent the changing of the guard. How first it was Django who was the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. And then it was, because he died, it was Cad Bane. And this is how like a, a 13 or 14 year old Boba Fett becomes the uh, most, uh, most popular bounty hunter in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's canon because it's an unfinished episode, but that's how they chose to end that. So unless they retcon that, Got it. I don't know that we'll get get him. I hope they recon it. Um, or at least like do a live action version of that. That would be cool. My only other
2: actor I could think could maybe pull off Cad Bane would be like a Nicolas Cage. What? Interesting. Interesting so like his so if you watch the movie Face Off. Yeah, like, like that demeanor. You. Like,
1: okay, like you dr-
2: me. drug lord, real badass. And just doesn't give a crap about anybody else except himself. I'm halfway
0: there. I'll I'll have to think of somebody else who could who could do <laughs> it because now I got to come up with a suggestion and I'm coming up blank. Uh, oh,
1: man, no kidding. I think we could definitely talk about clones a lot more. Funny enough, we were saying how much we were dreading it, and we spent a lot of time going through it today with so much material. And I'm sure we could just listen to a whole lecture from Andrew on any Star Wars topic. Just, um forever we, and ever we,
2: we pretty much do on our on our group chat
1: <laughs> we do this is true yeah i provide the memes and the tiktoks and andrew provides the knowledge and why it just laughs at everything
0: <laughs> it's kind of how our daily lives go or like i'll be at work and i'll check my messages and there'll be like 57 that i missed correct and like 11 tiktoks my like, good god <laughs> yep and this
1: is why we started a podcast but all right well tune in next week um We really appreciate you guys listening to this episode. I know we talked a lot about Clone Wars, and we could definitely listen to Andrew do a lecture on on any Star Wars topic. But thanks for tuning in this week. Um, Next week, we're going to do another deep dive into Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. So make sure to stay connected with us on social media for updates on when that episode will be dropping. But until next time, I have the high ground.
2: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode.
1: In the meantime, check us out on Instagram at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio.
0: Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Consult the Council. This is Spectre Radio signing off.